Thank you for joining me for another episode of Spiritual Prism, where we discuss everyday issues through the prism of God's Word. Today I wanted to have a discussion on something I believe we all have wanted at some point in our lives, or may even be in need of it right now. But it's also something that we have not wanted to or been able to give, and that something is forgiveness. So I have aptly titled this, Forgiveness in an Unforgiving World. If you listened to my last podcast, I spoke about peace and how knowing Jesus can help you find true peace. I believe that forgiveness is another huge aspect that helps us to restore peace in our lives, but more importantly, it is a necessary step to healing from something that someone has done to us in our past or even something more recent in our lives. Here's the thing about forgiveness. It tears us up sometimes to give it because we feel like if we forgive someone, we are letting them win or justifying what they have done to us, and we don't want to give up that grudge that we feel we are entitled to hold against them. Although our reason for what has taken place may justify our unforgiveness, it's still not going to restore our peace or allow us to heal. I believe that forgiveness is more for the person forgiving than for the person that's being forgiven. Let me explain my reasoning. You see, sometimes the person that has wronged us doesn't even care, and at other times they do. Let me start in the case where the person doesn't care about your forgiveness. It doesn't matter to them at all, and they will probably never even think about what has taken place again. But by us not forgiving them, we're holding on to what that person has done to us. And we continue to replay that over and over again. We're letting that person take up residence in our mind. That constant replaying and unforgiveness is a root of contention and it's stealing our peace. It's not allowing us to heal or move forward. All the while, that person doesn't worry about it one bit and they don't lose any sleep over it. They're not staying up late at night worrying about what they've done to you they're probably not thinking about you at all. So why let them rent that space in your mind? We have to try to forgive them and move forward. This is why I think forgiveness is for the person who has been wronged. By forgiving them and laying down that grudge, we can start to move forward with the healing process. And if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you can forgive and hand it over to him, and he'll help you to heal and move forward. Now, on the other hand, if the person that wronged you does care and is seeking forgiveness, then they too may be reliving this event over and over in their mind, just like you. By giving forgiveness to that person, you gain the same benefit as giving it to someone who doesn't care, but in this case, you are allowing that person to heal as well. Although you might feel like you don't want them to feel better or heal from it because it makes you feel like they are getting what they deserve for what they've done to you, it helps to show you're the bigger person and you never know what impact your forgiveness may have on their life. And if you are a believer in Jesus Christ and they are not, maybe they will see the compassion of Jesus in you. Who knows? Maybe this situation will bring them to know Jesus Christ as their Savior as well. And that equals more blessings for you. Forgiveness is not easy. And I'll be the first person to tell you, I've held on to grudges and non-forgiveness for years and still struggle with it at times. Being forgiving isn't something that just happens. It most definitely has to be worked at. As with all things, I have found it has been much easier for me to deal with when I have God strengthening me. We have all needed forgiveness, and Jesus calls us to give forgiveness as well. Jesus died for all of our sins and offers the path we need to find the ultimate forgiveness. Let's see what the Bible tells us regarding forgiveness. The first verse I want to start with is Colossians three thirteen. It says, Make allowances for each other's faults 
and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. I know this isn't the easiest thing to do, but the Bible is telling us to forgive anyone who offends us and to be compassionate, allowing for their faults. Because, let's be honest, we all have faults that someone has or does make allowances for. Matthew six, fourteen and 15 says, If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. We have to be willing to forgive because we all need the Lord's forgiveness. And at some point, we have all wanted someone to forgive us. Let me give you a parable that Jesus used to help explain forgiveness. It's located in Matthew 18, verses 21 through 35. It says, Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who has sinned against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but seventy times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who has decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold along with his wife, his children, and everything he owed to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, Please be patient with me, and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him, and he released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me and I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put into prison until a debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, You evil servant, I forgave you the tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant, just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he paid his entire debt. That's what my heavenly Father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. How many times in our lives have we acted in just the same way? It may not be over money, per se, but someone has forgiven us for something far worse than what we will not forgive someone else for doing to us. Ephesians four thirty-one. And 32 says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Unforgiveness can lead to all those things the Bible is telling us to get rid of here. Unchecked, the bitter root of unforgiveness can lead to all types of evil behavior. I'm so thankful we have a God that is so forgiving and merciful to us and that he showers us with his grace. Let's get a picture of how forgiving God is and why he has every right to expect us to be forgiving to others as well. 1 John 1.9 says, But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Daniel 9.9 says, but the Lord our God is merciful and forgiving, even though we have rebelled against him. I'm so glad to serve a God that is faithful to forgive even when we have rebelled against him. Ephesians 1.7 says, He is so rich in kindness and grace 
that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his Son and forgave our sins. Look at the price that was paid to offer us all forgiveness of our sins. No one else has shed blood for my sins, but Jesus was willing to do that for everyone. Our sin debt is owed, and the only way to pay that debt is to trust in the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made for each one of us. Even if you're not a believer, the world teaches us there are prices to be paid for our actions. We will all answer for our transgressions one day, and I'm sure glad Jesus will be with me when that day comes. And the last verse I want to finish with is Psalms 103, 8 through 18. It says, The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to anger and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all of our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. For he knows we are weak. He remembers we are only dust. Our days on earth are like the grass, like wild flowers. We bloom and die. The wind blows and we are gone as though we had never been here. But the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him. His salvation extends to the children's children of those who are faithful to his covenant, of those who obey his commandment. I wanted to finish with this Bible verse because it paints us a beautiful picture of God's love, kindness, faithfulness, grace, and forgiveness to us. How encouraging is it to know that he will forgive us of our sins as far as the east is from the west. To finish this all up, forgiveness will free you to heal and move forward. God wants us to be free. That's why he's so adamant about us forgiving. He has given us all the ultimate forgiveness through the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on the cross for all of us. He knows it only brings us down to be unforgiving, and he does not accept an unforgiving heart. The price he paid to show us forgiveness leaves no wiggle room for unforgiveness. So don't be the one who was forgiven and then go out and continue to hold on to grudges. Let those grudges go and be free. Ultimately, the one who benefits the most is the one doing the forgiving. Thank you for listening, and until next time, be forgiving in an unforgiving world.